The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, seekers, welcome, mystics, and good day to all of you keepers of the flame, both present and future. You have found the open door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. And not only that, if you're already awakened, which I know many of you are, then we hope that you fully embrace this light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. I'd like our our audience to know that today uh, we have braved the elements to be here. It's been uh, quite uh, an interesting time this last few days in the snow and the ice, uh, minus 30 Fahrenheit, uh, deep drifts. Snowplow's getting stuck. It's been quite an adventure. Yeah, trying to get it out of four-wheel drive. <laughs> trying to get it out of four-wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, it's got to feed the uh, sled dogs, you know, and keep, yeah. keep them healthy. <laughs> anyway, um, today we are revisiting, you know, we're dipping once again into one of our favorite topics, which is the spiritual toolbox. And as you know, who've listened to us for any length of time, there are many tools that we talk about, like decrees, rosaries, mantras, fiats. All kinds of things. We'll talk about those today. But one of the cornerstones of all of the tools that we employ and those that we promote is knowledge. And there's a key cornerstone of knowledge, of foundational knowledge, that I'd like just to put it out there and let's start at this point. And that is that God, the God that lives in our hearts, is the owner, the giver, and the doer of all good things in our lives and in our world. And the short version of that is... God is the doer. So let's talk about that, gentlemen. God is the doer. You know what comes to mind is, with all thy understanding, get the, uh, you know, with all thy knowledge, get the understanding. I don't know if that's an exact wisdom, quote. But wisdom, I w- think. Yeah. Well, and, definitely. With all thy getting, get God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that, that really should be the push that most people make. You know, what can I do to become more knowledgeable about God? Well, I remember something when I was first really engaging with these teachings I would say this mantra, I don't even remember where I first read it, but it was, I am, I am, I am the only presence acting here. And we say this so often about being co-creators with God, that the the presence of God's energy is what animates our every thought, word, and deed. Yeah. And, and what you have to do is, as, as you gain that understanding, they you say, well, if God's a doer, who am I, so to speak, um, <laughs> well, that's sitting across the table from you? And so it's an understanding that, of course, we use God's energy for everything we do, good or bad, for that matter, and so because we have free will. And so because we have free will, we can choose to honor the God within us and to become one with that God. We don't lose our individuality. It gains us immortality. So it's it's a little bit of a Zen teaching there. God is the doer within you and is your real self. 
And as we master our outer and work to master it and God comes into our temple, we put on our Christhood in increments, then the, the person you are in God becomes immortal. And of course, you only have to look at the ascended master to see a tremendous variance in the types of masters, to what they're good at, what their flames are, what their rays are, and so forth. So even though God is the doer in everything, we don't lose our individuality if we choose to honor that God within because we become one with it. Well, and the tools that we employ help keep us on track. Right. <laughs> because who's the number one enemy of your journey homeward to God? Anybody know? Well, I'd say the dweller. The dweller. On the the human consciousness. Yeah. We've created the sorcerer's apprentice, which is this, you know, it's a combination of our psychology and whatever else because we fed God light and energy into it and it's well, a part personality. I think it's, it's been referred to as the collective consciousness of all the bad deeds we've done. Sure. So you don't defeat that on your own. So that's why you need God and need your tools that we're going to talk about today. You know, one of the things we've said before, and that is that you you do not give up your application for your ascension until the moment that you ascend. You can't kind of go off guard and say, oh, I can, I'm, I'm well on my way. It's no, no, no problem now. You can be just uh, like an increment away. This close. Just teeny, teeny. This close. Yeah. yeah. And of course, we're taught that one of the biggest dangers, people that otherwise would qualify their ascension, is they still have pride in them. And when you know that God is a doer in everything, that's one way to get rid of that pride. Well, and the tools, again, are probably the best means of doing that. And the tools are only as good as our use of them. And probably even the consistent use of them, too. It's not like we decree once a week or we say a rosary every now and then or we express a fiat when we feel like it. This is something that we do and we propose that everybody does. On a regular basis. What's this? Uh, <clears throat> pray without ceasing. That was <laughs> well, all, that was always a mystery to me when I was young, and uh, but I can kind of understand it now because if you pray without ceasing, actually your thoughts are kind of prayers, you know. And but if you, like when you're walking up and downstairs, if you say I am, I am, I am adoring thee, or something like that, something that's in time with your rhythm of your or you're walking. Or you're at a stoplight. No, Padre Peel used to have a rosary bead inside his robe, mm -hmm. and he would be doing the rosary at the same time he was talking to someone else. Oh, my oh. gosh. So that was the mastery he developed. Wow. And so it's, it's, a, it's a perspective of vibration, and when you have that light of God around you, you are a living prayer, in essence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. as you well know who listen to us, you know, decreeing is one of the mainstays of our practice. These are dynamic vocal prayers that harness you know, high-energy spiritual frequencies, like the violet flame. And one of the things we're going to do, actually two things we'll do today during the course of today's show is one, you'll hear Elizabeth Clare Prophet talking about and maybe teaching us the basics of how to decree. And this is an audio actually from a YouTube video that if you want to, you can go to YouTube and find it under how to decree. And then on another segment, we'll be doing commanding God. And this is a very interesting thing too, because we have the ability as co-creators with God to command his energy. In fact, he invites us to do this because this is how we create good things. So for segment three today, we'll be talking, we'll actually hear an interview with Mrs. Prophet on the subject of commanding God, and she'll give us a couple of examples of decrees. And, and what do you say, Tom, to people say, wait a minute, commanding God, that sounds a little disrespectful, you know, or a little blasphemous, so, you know, God is God. So that's that's why we need understanding and wisdom, and essentially we're, you know, God has told us to do this, uh, and Com we are doing it. Command ye me. Command ye me. Yeah. In other words, take, you have dominion over this earth body, 
over your own life. Take this energy that I'm giving you, apply it scientifically and specifically to things, and you'll see tremendous results. Yeah. And prayers are wonderful, but decrees are scientific formulas when they're imbued with the love of your heart and your devotion are extremely powerful. Yep. And and can change things dramatically. And multiples of those decrees, if you give three of them or nine of them yeah, or exactly. something like that. Yeah. Well, actually, you brought it up, and I'm glad you did, because I think the scientific nature of this is something we want to dwell on right now for the next few minutes. We're not just talking about doing random prayers here. These are alchemical formulas. Yeah, that the masters are given us. Yeah, and I think that we need to remember the fact that they're powerful when they're used in their original state. You know, yeah. you can make up a prayer, of course, as you're going along. If you're an extremist, you can say something like, Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. That's a decree. But to make a more established formal decree. You know, well, we'll the chalices about, of light. Exactly. And, and the vibration of the words uh, the masters have designed to hold light. And that's why we use the decrees that they gave us. But again, the word equation is not misapplied. These are equations, alchemical equations, formulas for producing and sustaining and reinforcing that light. And, you know, the Bible talks about the vain repetition of words. And, of course, any prayer that is repeated without the, the love of your heart and the energy, you know, put into it is a vain repetition. And decrees, if you don't do it with that perspective, can be the vain repetition. But it's the imbuing the, of these words with the light that God gives you every day to beat your heart um, that is tremendously powerful. And, of course, we all say it according to God's holy will, so you're safe. You can use it, God's energy safely. And uh, even if you don't know exactly what needs to happen in a situation. And then you can visualize while, while you're speaking these words. because well, you these, want to. Yeah, yeah. You want to you wanna try and get, <laughs> get something going with your third eye, you know, regarding what you're reading on the page. Now, one form of decrees that most people know is the rosary. Yeah. You know, and I think let's talk about that for a minute because the rosary is a repetition of a certain prayer, a combination of prayers. Very powerful. There's a lot of momentum in the universe around the rosary, and there are many forms of that. We did a show many years ago. You may remember that. The rosaries from East and West. Yeah. Anyway, it was something that we did. Well, well, and, and unfortunately, in the West, the Protestants have been denied the rosary, which is devotion to Mary, which is the Ma Ray, right, which yeah. is the mother of flame. So, yes, it is to the great ascended being that Mother Mary is, but it's also to the mother flame of the universe. And you're giving adoration to that flame and creating a figure eight flow and drawing that mother flame into the planet. And we've talked in the past about the miracles of the rosary, yeah. how it saved Austria at the end of World War II from being uh, you know, occupied by the Russians, a complete miracle. And there's, there's all these things going through. So there's many different forms of prayer. And as you suggest, we also give a Kuan Yin rosary in yep. uh, actually Chinese. Believe it or not, we do, and uh, we, we we do bhajans in Hindi, I think, or Sanskrit. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the point here is that the tools that we talk about, particularly the rosary and the prayer beads and whatever else, they're east and west. Yeah, they're, this is not something that is solely Western hemispheric. This is global. Mm -hmm. So the tools that we talk about have application in other religions, other spiritual disciplines. We're not the only ones that use them, but we do <clears throat> recommend using them. You know, this might be a good point, Tom, to bring up. Most people are familiar with Tibetan chants. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever seen them, there's kind of a, a, a very low, I don't know what you, how you describe it, sound that they're repeating these Buddhist mm -hmm. chants. over. They are decrees, in essence. Mm -hmm. And they're very powerful. And I, I think as an aside here, um, if I may, you know, when the Tibetans were invaded by China in the late 40s, you know, they didn't think they needed physical protection because they had their mantras. Well, of course, we're taught mm -hmm. you have to have both. You're, yeah. you're very practical in the physical plane, 
and you do your prayers, but you also do the things from a practical level you need to do. And that combination, whether it's for healing or defense or, you know, whatever it is, that's mm-hmm. the combination that is most effective. Trust in God, but tie up your camel. Yeah. What, what the prayer wheels, tell me what the prayer wheels mean when they go by and they, and they uh, do you know, Tom? Uh, well, I, uh, I think there's a certain momentum to the prayers. Maybe that's it. That yeah. By, by they, the spinning of them, they are adding to the universal momentum of that particular prayer or mantra, whatever it is that's embodied there. I think they're written down, or in some form, you can actually read them, but again, you know, you're spinning it yeah, almost yeah. Like, a, like a top. And, and I, I may add one thing here. When you, well, by giving the same decree or mantra over and over again, you build on the momentum of every other person that's ever given that mantra before. Yeah. So, in other words, it's building a momentum of light. And so, if you have some of these these Tibetan or, or Indian or uh, mantras or the I am a being of fire and the purity God is you are building on every single other person that has given that mantra. Oh, and, and how about the multiplication factor? You know, when you have two people giving a decree, you have the, the power of four. You have the square of it. You have 10 people. You have the power of 100. So that's why we gather in groups, you know, to decree for world conditions that need assistance and prayers. Well, and the masters have also granted us dispensations right. for the multiplication of the decree energies that we do produce. The ten, the what the ten by ten and the, the ten thousand times ten thousand. Yeah, and this is why a relatively few number of people can counteract tremendous negative energy. I'm thinking back to those of you who remember the Iran hostage situation, um, where they they took prisoner the Americans at the at the there, and there was literally hundreds of thousands of people chanting "Death to America." I mean, that's that's a that's black magic. That's a negative decree, mm-hmm. putting energy into it. It doesn't take that many people to counteract that because of the light that God has sponsored and giving us. So this is a powerful tool, not only in your own life, but why we have hope for the planet and why a relative handful of people can make a huge difference. Indeed. So I think, you know, to kind of wrap up this intro to the program today, what we're talking about are various kinds of tools you've heard us talk about before, whether it's rosary, bhajans, mantras, fiats, decrees. And it is the power behind them that is multiplied by our giving them. And that the, the power is, I think, one of the most important things. And the fact that we can focus these prayers where they need to be placed. In other words, we can use like a laser. If there's a problem in the world, there's a problem in your family, there's a problem in your body, use a degree. You take one of these tools and focus it where you need it most. And speak specifically on the issue. Very specific. So the yeah. alchemical formula we're talking about is basically uh, interaction right. with God. <laughs> anyway, what a so, team! What a team! <laughs> what a team! So, as promised, we're going to open up the next segment uh, after a break with a audio track from Mrs. Prophet Elizabeth Claire Prophet talking about how to decree. So that'll be coming up in just about two minutes. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. 
By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about tools for mastery, which is, if you think about it, a pretty common theme for us. We're always using um, various approaches to kind of cover the same ground, which is basically. Your spiritual practice depends in large part upon your consistency, what you visualize, how much energy you put into it, how much heart, all the things that you've heard us say many, many times. Coming up right now, as we promised, is Elizabeth Clare Prophet in a YouTube video is, has described how to decree, how to basically put the pieces together and what it feels like and how to do it. It's very engaging. It's very short, only about five minutes. So we'd like to play that for you right now. St. Germain desires that we shall shed the sense of the mundane when we enter into our decree sessions. That we will first call upon holy angels to surround us with a sense of holiness. Life is holy. God is holy where we are. We are holy. The angels who surround us are holy. There is something very, very special about the sound of the word and therefore the preparation of consciousness. You are in a sense of striving and it is a sense of pulling upon the word, magnetizing the word, striving to enter in and equate with its vibration. Moria has a mantra he gives us from the Lord Jesus, very simple mantra. Not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. 
I gave that mantra then with a sense of holiness and striving. I am centered in my heart. My heart is a magnet of love for God and I am pulling upon God's being and his will. With intense determination, I am giving the fiat for my entire life, not my will but thine be done. And every part of my being means it, wants it, knows it, affirms it, and is determined to have it. I am engaged, I am in gear, I am a part of the entire cosmos that echoes the same mantra, not my will, but thine be done. I am in the heart of Christ in Gethsemane when he determines to go through with his crucifixion for you and for me. I can hear him saying the very same mantra that he has given to us. If I am not completely involved in the word, there is no point in giving the word. It is an insult to me and to God and to the word. Yet I will see people, their beings looking around the room, out the window, thinking about all kinds of things they're going to do next. Not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, not my will, not my will, but thine be done. The only thing that can be said about that is that it's better than nothing. <laughs> A little bit better than nothing. Because the word itself is so powerful that even if you are in neutral, it's better to have the flow of the word than not have it. But who wants to sit around and take eternity to get where we're going? With a little bit of effort, the same amount of time and space, you can have a cosmic conception of God's will born in you. You can finish the mantra and get up and do something dynamic for the world. So get the maximum good out of the science because it is infinite in its potential. Finally, devotion to the purpose at hand. And that is love, and that's what I've been talking about. The purpose at hand, whatever the use of the mantra is, to assist you in serving God. The greater your devotion, the greater the action will be. Some people serve God because they think they should be serving Him. They really don't want to, but they're so beset with the psychological problem of doing what they think they should be doing, that they get in there and they do it, but they are half-hearted, I call them the reluctant chilas. Faith in the science of the word, striving to become it, devotion to the purpose at hand. Are they obvious keys? Are they simple? Maybe so. But you need to hear them because I know that not all of you are applying all of these all of the time. And fourthly, in the words of Saraswati. Even if we have a firm resolve and deep attachment for the goal in our mind, the apparatus will fail us if the accordance factor is not attended to. The instrument must be in proper correspondence or accordance with the end. This is the most vital factor, loyal adjustment or tuning of the instrument to harmony divine. Divine grace casts its benign influence all around like the rays of the sun. Now there are a number of things there that you may not have heard before. I think it's very fascinating 
I want to start with this sense of holiness, that uh, as we set about to do a decree, to make a prayer, that we engage the levels of holiness that exist around us, whether it's angelic, the sponsors, the masters, God, sense of holiness. And then we'll go from there to, this is the adjunct to that, which is the preparation of consciousness. You know, you know remember when Jesus gave his Sermon on the Mount, he goes up the hill and he gets set. And those are interesting words. He gets set. He prepares himself to deliver the word. And so we decree we need to get set. It's not just going in and turning on a tape and decreeing with it and wondering what you're going to have for breakfast, you know. (laughs) You're right. Um, Although that may happen from time to time. (laughs) But it's engaging. And it's so important when you begin a decree session is to make that contact with God within. You know, a simple visualization of, visualization of, you know, going to the secret chamber of your heart and kneeling at the prayer, the threefold flame there in devotion to Jesus who is there as long as your holy Christ self. You know, something like that, that opens the flow of light between you and God and the angels. And that generates holiness. And well, you maybe light a candle on your altar or something. It kind of puts you in that gear, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah whatever, whatever takes you to the place. Well, right. th- I think this is in... Counterpoint to the vain repetition idea that you brought up earlier. Yeah. You know, that uh, part of the reason why we played this particular excerpt is because it does require attention, devotion. There's a certain grace in being available. And as I think one of the last words she used was tuning. Yeah. Getting ourselves in, in alignment in order to make the most of these decrees and not be daydreaming or going but, off someplace but, else. But I also want to caution people as they're learning this, you know, it is going to happen. You're going to get distracted. And all you have to do is say, oh, I'm just a little off base here. And then just bring your thoughts back into alignment. Don't say, well, I can't stay focused 100% of the time, so what's the point of doing it, you know? You practice it, you know, you become it and so forth. So don't be too hard on yourself, but just work at it. It's like anything else. You need to learn how to do it. And again, the word is practice. Yeah. like the strings of a, of an instrument, you know, when you, if you're if you can get your vibration to uh, to the vibration of God, then then you you're attracting it's that. Sympathetic tuning. It's sympathetic tuning. Yeah. That's right. And also, it's harmonious tuning. Yeah, you, you hear is. the overtones. <laughs> Imagine, know. you know. And I, I want to just in, in combination with what Mrs. Prophet said, uh, I think the, you know the visualization, Tom, you mentioned. And I remember Saint Germain gave a teaching on how much how it multiplies your decrees when you oh, visualize. Yeah. And if people don't know how to do that, for example, when I'm <clears throat> first making the calls to Archangel Michael, I visualize him putting his sword along my spine and aligning my chakras. Mm-hmm. You know, I sit up straight, and so as a visualization, I will visualize blue light around me as I'm giving that call and so forth. So there's the violet flame, you, you visualize the same thing. If you want to send it to the Middle East, you have a map, put your hands over it and visualize the light going through your hands into the Middle East or into one of your loved ones or somebody that needs help, wherever it is. So you can specifically direct that. And it makes the decrees much more interesting. And more powerful. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, if you aren't engaged, it does get boring. It is the vain repetition. And so always have that, whether it's maps or pictures. You know, turn down the sound on the TV when you see something, you know, on the TV, some tragedy, terrorist attack or whatever. Send forth the light into that, not only for the souls that may have been killed, but also to throw it any more of these things. Well, let me ask you this, because I know we've we've heard this, I've heard this before, that when you focus your decrees, when you when you basically state very clearly and specifically your intention, and then you begin to deliver the decrees, you might not have to think about the exact words anymore. You, it, it can become so rhythmic and dynamic in that way that you are simply focused on your intention. Right. You know and, I mean? But understanding you start out slowly, 
because you want to pronounce the words correctly because they are chalices of light. So speed is not always the goal, although when you can increase speed um, over time, it does, again, focus a greater amount of light. And, you know, one of the questions, well, why, do you, why can't you just say one prayer and be done with it? And the example I like to use, if you're taking a bath, you don't turn on the tap for two seconds and then take a bath. You know, you draw down sufficient water to take a bath. And so we're drawing down sufficient light to counteract uh, a situation on the planet or to correct a situation. It's all an equation of light and darkness. Yeah, i got to remember that. <laughs> the bath thing. <laughs> the, the bath thing, yeah. Well, you know, there's another point that Mrs. Prophet made, and that was the greater the devotion, the greater the action. Love. Yeah. Well, Love. I mean, that in terms of how much devotion you bring to that decree – that prayer, that rosary, whatever it is you're doing, the greater the action is the result. And don't forget that love is the judgment of God. And so when you see something that's horrible acting, it's when you send love into that mm. situation, it's the judgment of that situation. And and that's something people don't, well, I'm going to get even, quote unquote, you know, get these people, you know. <laughs> and that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. But love is the judgment, which is interesting. And there are times you make specific calls about things. Again, terrorism is a perfect example. Um, and you become an instrument in service to God. God is the doer. I can tell you my human personality can do nothing. <laughs> you can get up in the morning, that's about it. Even that's a struggle sometimes, yeah. but God and you can do it. And what about the people that might say, well, you don't want to cast your pearls before swine. <laughs> you know, there's certain places where maybe sending your love is not going to do much good. Well, it's the fiery love. It's the intense love of the <laughs> yes. ruby ray. It's not, let me take and comfort you. It's the intensity yeah. of the love of God. And remember, the judgment of God is love because those that are rejected love for them, love is the end. And I come with a sword. Yeah. Well, time for a break, I think. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. We got, we got just a couple of seconds. You know, love. Some people say they have these out-of-body experiences. And when <laughs> they get to the other side, before they come back, everything is love. Yeah. And they don't care about anything else. Because nothing else matters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll listen to an interview with Mrs. Prophet. On the aspect of commanding God, as Terry said, command ye me. We'll be back in a moment. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. 
It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. I'm Tom, he's Terry, and he's Sid. And today we're talking about one of our favorite topics, which is tools for mastery. And mastering the human consciousness, the human inclinations uh, with decrees, rosaries, even things like pearls of wisdom. Study is a very important thing, and understanding why we do this is another, of course. Now, did you know that you can command God? Well, you can. He encourages it. As we said at the uh, end of the last segment, Command ye me. And what the heck does that mean? That means you can command God. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty important thing. So anyway, here is an interview with Mrs. Prophet, Elizabeth Clare Prophet, on the subject of commanding God and incorporating decrees as the central focus of this command. And our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We've been talking about the uses of energy, and you've been instructing us on a number of techniques. It's such a fascinating subject. Let's just go a little further into it. Well, my first advice to someone who would begin to use God's energy in a scientific way is that you need to establish a force field, a force field of protection around your aura and around your chakras, because you are now qualifying the energy of life within you in a different manner than the way in which it is being qualified by most of the people on earth today. In addition, our bodies and our minds are constantly subject to all types of energies. Energies from Earth, radio waves, television waves, and rays from the sun. In addition, we are all influenced by the mass consciousness, by thoughts and feelings of people near and far. And we have to realize that through the media, through everything that we have eye contact with, from the daily newspapers to the billboards, there is an impression made upon consciousness and this too is the qualification of energy. If we then are going to take dominion within the microcosm of the self, we need to establish a force field that is going to protect the new consciousness, the cosmic consciousness that we are in pursuit of and that we desire to experience every day. And so there is an energy of white light that we can draw forth from the I am that I am within us, from this great I am presence. This white light of energy is called the tube of light. And it's very easy to visualize this tube of light because you can just see yourself standing in a giant milk bottle 
the glass kind of milk bottle filled with milk and it is that sense of the white light and the top of the milk bottle narrowing is going toward the source of this energy which is the I am presence and the energy comes into that giant milk bottle over the crystal cord it's like seeing a straw coming out of the milk bottle going straight up to an energy field that is a very high concentration of light that we call the I am presence so the invocation of the tube of light is a way of setting your force field for meditation for the science of the spoken word or for just one's daily activities in those heart-head-and-hand decrees by El Moria, he includes, as the next decree, the tube of light. I would like to give it now so that people can get used to hearing what it sounds like to actually vocalize one's mantras and one's meditations. Beloved, I am presence bright. Round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire, keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. Now as I'm giving this invocation or this mantra to God, the I am presence, I am visualizing myself standing inside this giant tube of light, this giant milk bottle, and around me, within it, is the energy of the violet flame saturating my form, going through my body, blazing through the skin, through the arteries, the veins, through the arms, the legs, the extremities, and I am feeling, in addition to seeing, a saturation of my being with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Giving this mantra, I am concentrating on this vision of the self, and that which I see, the energy which I invoke, will become. The energy of God will actually coalesce around your visualization. In addition, it will manifest according to the direction of your inner self, your real self, who is always the director of the mantra and the meditation. So I'll give it once again. Beloved, I am presence bright, round me seal your tube of light. From ascended master flame, call forth now in God's own name. Let it keep my temple free from all discord sent to me. I am calling forth violet fire to blaze and transmute all desire, keeping on in freedom's name till I am one with a violet flame. You'll notice in the giving of this mantra that there is a certain commanding presence, a certain authority which we use in dealing with God's energy. This is what makes the mantra different from a prayer of supplication, which is the talk with God, the conversation, the communion with God, the request. This mantra is rather a decree of the alchemist, the one that we call the artisan in the temple, the one who is working out the alchemy or the problem of being, the equation of being within the self. He sees that the energy of God within himself is his to command, and therefore he commands this energy to coalesce in a force field that has been predetermined, that has been ordained by God as a force field of protection, and which he is then visualizing and bringing into manifestation by his attunement with the inner self, by his oneness with the I Am Presence. In other words, you're saying that people have the right to order God? 
people have the right to use God's energy in God's name. When God created male and female, it is recorded in the book of Genesis, he said, Take dominion over the earth. God gave to us the command, and our answer is to command the energies of earth to come into alignment. Now the command of energy is building an airplane, a ship, or advancing technology, or splitting the atom, or planting a garden. We are taking dominion over the earth each time we take on a project that is for the general welfare, for the common weal, for the blessing of the race. This is commanding God, but it sounds like blasphemy because we have not thought in terms of God being energy. But all of life is God, and this is not pantheism. This is the awareness of the omnipresence of love. So we're taking a shortcut instead of spending a great deal of time building our project and so forth, we're going directly to the source. We go to the source, we predetermine what it is we desire to accomplish, we call forth the energy, and we seal it in a pattern or a matrix that has been already designed by God and that by our free will we are confirming or ratifying. The material you discussed sounds very much like all the ingredients for the ritual. Would you talk about the element of ritual in using the science of the spoken words? Well, that little word ritual has an interesting meaning to me. I take it apart and I think of right you all. Ritual then, whether it is in the laboratory of the scientist or at the keyboard of the concert pianist, ritual is a way of ordering energy for its greatest use by man. Right you all means the writing of the energies. We have all misqualified God's energy. Yesterday we were angry, the day before we were jealous, the day before we had fear and perhaps torment or great grief. That also is the use of God's energy. The goal of life is to qualify all energy with the law of perfection and the law of love. This is not impossible, but very possible to us because we are the handiwork of God and because we are joint heirs of that consciousness which Jesus knew as the Christ and which Gautama knew as the Buddha. And so this use of energy then in ritual becomes a daily activity whereby we say, okay, God has given me so much energy, I'm going to make the maximum use of that energy. Yesterday, God gave me some energy which I didn't use very well. He has given me now his gift of the Holy Spirit and of sacred fire. So I'm going to call upon his law of forgiveness, his law of transmutation, and I'm going to ask God to take his sacred fire and pass it through the energies of yesterday and of hatred and turn them into love change the water into wine, change the water of my human imperfection into the wine of God's divine perfection. And so in these heart, head, and hand decrees, beloved El Mori has given to us a mantra for forgiveness. This forgiveness puts us in tune with our inner real self, the Christ, who has the authority within our being to forgive sin. Jesus was the personification of that Christ, and therefore when he went to heal, he said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. In making that statement, 
He caused the alignment of atoms and molecules, and therefore wholeness took place. The Christ within us is declaring now, Thy sins be forgiven thee. In order to accept that forgiveness, we give the following mantra. I am forgiveness acting here, casting out all doubt and fear, setting men forever free with wings of cosmic victory. I am calling in full power for forgiveness every hour. To all life in every place, I flood forth forgiving grace. Thus, as we forgive life, life forgives us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So this mantra for forgiveness demands that we release forgiveness to everyone. Wherever we have the sense of injustice or we have been wronged, we visualize this violet flame of forgiveness going forth from our heart, going forth in this mantra of the spoken word, contacting every individual with whom we have ever had a misunderstanding. And we feel this tremendous peace and love and this resolution of discord and problems that have occurred. As we send out forgiveness, life sends forgiveness back to us. The Bible says, cast thy bread upon the waters, and after many days it shall return to thee. Our bread is our energy. We cast it forth upon the waters of the human consciousness, and as it is the pure energy of God, it comes back to us. This is the law of the circle, the law of karma, the law of cause and effect in work in our life. It is as a man soweth, that shall he also reap. When we sow energy as good vibration, we reap energy as good vibration, and we start this upward spiral, and the culmination of that spiral is soul liberation, whereby the soul reunites day by day with the Spirit of the living God. As Paul said, I die daily, so we say, I ascend daily. The dying is the putting off of the old man. The ascending is the putting on of the new man. Through the science of the spoken word, we are actually ascending every day. Thank you very much for some very useful instruction. Oh, useful indeed. It's time to put on the new man. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us on The Open Door today. We're talking about tools for mastery. And we've been focusing primarily on decrees, vocal prayers of various sorts. But I want to make sure that we don't exclude anything else that's important in that toolbox. Uh, as uh, Sid said on the break, we gave Pearls of Wisdom an honorable mention, but we didn't really cover much else. Let's talk a bit about some of the things that we do on a regular basis that I think would be useful for people to find out more about. And if you want to find out more about these, you can go to tsl.org and just kind of navigate through the website there. You'll find things in our bookstore, for example, that you'll, I'm sure, be find very useful. But one of the things that we have included in our study of the tools for mastery are these things called pearls of wisdom. These are dictations given to us from the masters that cover various topics. And you can go to tsl.org slash pearls and find a free sample. And you can even sign up for free pearls online if you want. You can get the paper copies. there. You, you pay for those, not much. But the online pearls are free. So tsl.org slash, I believe it's online pearls. And I'll double check that before the end of the segment so I can give you the correct link. But nonetheless, pearls of wisdom. And then we also talk about um, the use of mantras, of songs, of fiats, bhajans. Um, I, you guys help me out here. There's there's probably about 20 different things that we use on a fairly regular basis that we employ as part of our spiritual practice, our spiritual path. And the intention is to gain mastery, to essentially embrace the personal and universal Christ. And, and you think of a rosary, for instance, to Mother Mary. One of the main functions of the rosary for us personally <clears throat> is raising up the mother light from our base of the spine chakra to our heart. And people try to do that through kundalini yoga, which the masters do not support, because it's, it, what it does, it prematurely raises <clears throat> that energy before you're, you have the mastery to deal with it. So a simple rosary is the safe way to raise that energy of the mother light within your being. So as you gain understanding of these tools, then you apply them specifically to what the needs are. And I find giving a a rosary, I find very comforting, the devotion to Mother Mary. I mean, who doesn't love the mother? You know, and it's a comfort flame when you're burdened, when you're tired, when you're worn out, as we all are periodically and need to recharge the comfort of the Divine Mother. Sometimes you need the fire and the intensity of an archangel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like Archangel Michael, who, you know, he he's he's a guy that can take care of things on this planet yeah, and the other true. archangels, too. So that's the beauty of these things. They're applicable in different circumstances. You know, and the, you bring up something very important here. Angels are one of the tools we have to work with in our toolbox. Right. But they need to be commanded. They will never abrogate our free will. So <clears> if <throat> you want the angel's assistance, you have to ask for it. My wife and I were uh, giving a rosary the other day for a relative that's undergoing a, a surgical procedure. And... Uh, it's just so comforting to know that mm-hmm. you can make that call to Mother Mary to be right there with that person during that rosary. And it's it's real. It's happening. And, and you know what happens, too? For instance, if someone's having surgery, there are seraphic surgeons. 
their seraphim that will overshadow surgeons during the medical procedure. Wow. And they don't get the credit, but that's fine. They, they, don't, <laughs> they don't need the credit. They don't want it. They, they let the doctors get it. So, I mean, there's so many tools that we can use to call upon, and these tools come through studying and understanding how do you apply energy, how do you apply decrees, mantras, and the help that's out there. People don't ask for help because they don't know what's there. Exactly. And and one of the, the, the foundation stones in this knowledge base we talk about are things like karma, the law of the circle, as, as Mrs. Prophet referred it to, refer, referred to it as in that last segment, um, again, karma, reincarnation, the threefold flame, the secret chamber of the heart, chakras, the aura. There's even things like the cosmic clock, where if you want to kind of know what's coming around the corner at your direction, you can get an idea about that. You get a hint. Yeah. If you study the cosmic clock, you study your astrology. That's another thing you can do. And by the way, before I forget, I mentioned just about two minutes ago this uh, e-pearls. Right. Link, tsl.org slash free e-pearls. No spaces, no hyphens. tsl.org slash free e-pearls. Can, uh, can I just read something you wrote here on our, uh, basically, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, summation of what the show's about? The goal of life is the ascension. Choose your tools wisely and use them well. By doing so consistently, we will establish good habits, build momentum, balance our karma, and find our way safely home. Yeah, there it is. Very well said, Tom. I got to add one thing to this. Don't yeah. be overwhelmed by all the tools. Yeah. You know, one tool will get you home to God if you use it properly. <laughs> but the beauty of this is you could start out very slowly. Start out with Archangel Michael or Mother Mary or wherever you want to go, and then you can build upon that. Indeed. But it's, you know, these are answers to problems. God, you know, doesn't fix everything because he wants us to learn, to grow, to, to develop mastery. One way to develop mastery is invoking light and keeping that light in harmony. You know, there's so many things that make up this path, but they're, they're, they're exciting things, you know. They're opportunities. They're gifts. And when you have that knowledge, you can use it. That's the beauty of it. And that's why people get very excited sometimes. When they find these teachings, because say at long last I can do something about what I see. Well, and I know right. I know many people, myself included, were just mesmerized by the idea that we had this I am presence in Christ's self, because we were not taught that when we were growing up. In, in our in my youth, I, it was never even broached that we had this capability to emulate Jesus as He intended us to do. You know, so when we talk about awakening to the light within, part of that is to awaken to the fact that you have God within you. And as I said at the beginning of the show, God is the giver, the owner, and the doer of all good things in our lives and our world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of the things I want to mention is that I've I've sent uh, these heart, head, and hand decrees to uh, a number of people that have sent yeah, in that's for right. a web we've, had, uh, we've had a lot of requests, web radio uh, requests, and I'll mention that again at the end of the show. Please do, but uh, be sure and ask for that because there's, there's all those. <laughs> you know, it's been said that if you give the heart, head, and hand decrees, you're a long ways home. <laughs> <laughs> it will get you home. It will get you home. Yeah, that's right. You know, I wanted to share, if I may, Tom, you know, I was reading this week about the, the practicality of these teachings. You know, I used to think a spiritual class, with, a spiritual path was sitting around, you know, surrounded by light and flowers and <laughs> meditating. And, you know, that, that has its part, obviously. That's, that's pretty groovy. The, the holy day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought that, actually. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to work for God because mm -hmm. we have a mission. Here's an example this week. I was reading in the newspaper about the opiate epidemic in the oh, United States. <clears throat> and it is tragic. I mean, there's over 50,000 people a year are dying from these overdoses. And what the story was, all the children that are left and what happens to them. 
they, their parents are dead. Mm. And, and so you read this and you can say, okay, I read this article. I can immediately make the calls, number one, for the protection of uh, those children and their help, whatever they get, for the cutting free of individuals from these addictions. The angels go forth, cut them free, prevent them from getting addicted. Number three, I can make a call for the appropriate government authorities to initiate action to deal with this epidemic, make calls on the drug companies that are making these things to available. In other words, you go on and on and on. They're very specific calls. Right. And in two minutes, you can address an issue. Well, now, maybe if you wouldn't mind, Sid, give an example of a simple call that you might make when you read a headline like that in the newspaper. Okay, in the name of the Christ, I might call you Archangel Michael, the host of the Lord now, to go out and stop this opiate epidemic in the United States and around the world, cut free in every soul of light that may be vulnerable to do it, or taking them now, that their souls might be saved, their bodies might be saved, and that this problem would be rooted out, um, cause, effect, record, and memory from this nation, from this planet, all according to God's willy will. Amen. Yeah, and, and there wow. you go. It doesn't have to be exactly those words. You can make it, use the words that come to your heart. But I think this is a great little mantra to carry with you in your toolbox, and that is make a call. Something comes to you, you see it, you hear it, you feel it, whatever it is, make a call. Every call counts. And every call is answered. Yes. And and one of the things we need to do is establish that tube of light. I, oh, I, I wrote yeah. that down, you know, when she was giving this last teaching. Ab- absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, the tube of light is incorporated in the heart, head, and hand decrees. And it gives you your protection. Number four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we have come once again to the end of another hour. It's amazing how fast it goes. Wow. I want to thank you, gentlemen, both for being here again today. It's, it's a pleasure to do this. And also for all of you listening out there. We do this for you. You're part of the mandala. There's no accident that you're here. Take advantage of these tools. Learn more as you can. Go to TSL.org and look around. Yeah, and web, find- web radio, TSL.org, yeah. web radio, TSL.org. Talk to us. We want to hear yeah, from we'll, you. Yeah, we'll, if you send us an email, uh, as long as it's in English, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll answer it. Yeah, we love you all We out love there. you indeed. You know, as we like to say, though, the upward path may sometimes be difficult, <laughs> the rewards are are out out of this this world. world. God bless everybody. Thanks for being with us. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.